What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, and we are back for another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 49. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are far too kind. You could have been anywhere in this lovely world during this lovely Christmas uh, holiday season. But I'm so glad you are here with me. I am Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak. You guys know what you got to do. Like, subscribe, hit the notification button. Uh, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, Mr. Fourth and Long on Facebook, Instagram, on Twitter, all these places, man, go out there and, and make me a part of your everyday life. I want to be a household name. I want to be a part of your household. Listen to me in the morning, in the afternoon, in the car, at the gym, when you're in the garage, when you're at Target. Listen to me at all these special places that you go. Take me with you in your headphones, in your headset, your AirPods, whatever it is. I want to be a part of your life. You guys know how I like to get down, though. I like to give my positivity in the beginning because, let's be honest, most of you aren't going to be here at the end. I'm just not for everybody. But before you go, give me three listens. Pick an episode. You'll have 49 of them when you see this. About 15 minutes apiece for each episode. If you don't like me after those three episodes, find three more and continue this process until you love me. Love me, adore me, adore me, swoon over me. Please, I need you. All right, man, let's jump into this. Um, this one is this one is just this is my applause to you. And today's message is I just want you to win. That's it. Whatever that looks like, I, I just want you to win. I want you to win in every area of your life. I think you deserve it. I think you're worthy of it. Um, I think you've done enough good in this world that you deserve some victories. Now, I don't have the blueprint for you. I don't have the plan for you. I don't have the script for you. That you have to do. That's what you have to do. But boy, I want to applaud you. Boy, I want to cheer for you. Boy, I want to say that's what I'm talking about. I want to see you win. Because I understand that if you win, that doesn't mean I lose. That means if you win, I win. Because a happy you is a happy me. And the more happy you are, the more happy we are as a world, as a society. All I want you to do is win. I want you to lock in and focus on that. What's the song? All we do is win, win, win. No I want that for you. You deserve that. Man, you deserve to win. If you're sitting here and you're watching this and you're thinking to yourself, man, what's 2024 going to look like? I don't know. Win in 2023. Whatever how many days we got left in this year. Win. And then continue your winnings in 2024. Create a win streak. Continue to put those wins together. The small ones, the medium-sized ones, the big ones, I don't care. A win is a win is a win is a win. And I want to stand up and be able to applaud you. I want to be able to give you praise. I want to be able to say, that's what I'm talking about. I want to see you at the top. Again, I'm going to be there. Because what's for me is for me. My dubs are for me. My wins are for me. My wins don't lessen your wins. We can win together. There is enough room for us all to win. Whether it's in this space or another space. 
whether it's in business or relationship, whether it's in mental health or physical health, whether it's just in the simple fact that you take the first step in doing something that you've always dreamed about dreaming, about doing, baby, I just want you to win. It is important that you do so. I cannot stand on this enough that you deserve dubs. You deserve victory. You deserve to be applauded. You deserve to stand on the pedestal and be celebrated. It's your time. It really is. It's your time. Wait no more. Dubs upon dubs upon dubs. Let's stack your dubs together. All I want you to do is just win. Forget all the nonsense. Forget all the haters. Forget all everybody else. Focus on you winning. That's what I want for you. That's what I want for everything that you touch. I want it to turn into gold. I want it to be a winner. Period. All right, man, let's get into this conversation. The Cowboys are headed to the 305 MIAO this weekend to take on the Miami Dolphins. The Cowboys just coming off a, a blowout, I would say. Butt whooping. You know how we do here. Go get that switch. The, the, the Buffalo Bills made the Cowboys go outside and pick up their own switch. That's for sure. But they have an opportunity to, to rectify the situation. They have an opportunity to bounce back. Since 2021, the Cowboys have not lost back-to-back -back games to anybody in the National Football League. So if we're going off that metrics and we're going off that history, the Cowboys essentially should win this football game. But just like the good victories and the good records are made, they're also records that, that at times are broken. And for the Cowboys, I, you know, you look at let, – let's start here. Let, let's, let's start here with the injury report. This, this is one of those games where late into the season, it's December, and things can look a little bit shaky. Coming out of last week's game, Zach Martin left the game, did not return with a – quad injury well uh, according to reports uh, that came out today um, that was on uh, a local radio stations the Sean and RJ show Jerry Jones Mike McCarthy Stephen Jones they, they were on all the all the shows they said that Zach Martin looks like he's going to play saying all systems look like they're going to be go for, for for Zach Martin he's practiced the last couple days um, but not so much for Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith is dealing with a back injury, uh, hadn't practiced at all this week, and from what those who are in the know are saying, it looks like that old Tyron Smith will not be available this weekend. His backups or backups that can play there are guys like Austin Richards, uh, guys like Chuma Idoga, who... If you've seen Chuma Yudoka playing left tackle, doesn't give you, doesn't make you feel comfortable, especially when you got uh, Chubb, Bradley Chubb on the other side, especially when you got guys like that who come off the football and get, could really get after the quarterback. The Miami Dolphins, their defensive line, um, they get after the quarterback. Christian Wilkinson, um, Andrew Van Ginkle, these guys get after the quarterback, and of course they're led by Bradley Chubb. They lost Jalen Phillips due to injury. Achilles, he's done for the year. But when you look at Miami's and the same injury report, they're going to be missing. Uh, they, they didn't have an offense, a starting offensive lineman practice for the most part of this week. They're going to be down some guys. 
They they look to be getting their all-pro left tackle, Teron Armstead, like he's going to go this week. But they're going to be missing a lot of pieces up front. They've already dealt with a banged-up offensive line this year. The good thing for Miami is they get the ball out the fastest. Tua Tungvaloa is the fastest release of the quarterback uh, uh, and any quarterback in the national football. That ball comes out in like 2.3 seconds. That's, that's partly because Miami doesn't want Tua holding the ball very long because, you know, unfortunately, Tua has dealt with those concussion issues. He has dealt with when he gets hit, when the, when the ball is in his hands a long time, and that was part of the reason why he was getting those concussions back in the day because he was holding the football. So under Mike McDaniels and the way they design things, Mike McDaniels said, this ball is coming out of your hands quick by design. We're, we're, we're setting it up to where if you're going to take long drawbacks, you're going to have max protection. We're going to try to do our very best to make sure that you're protected when we take shots down the football field. But other than that, we want this ball to come out of your hand fine. So they said, we want to go speed. We're going to go get speed, real speed, like lightning quick speed, track speed, speed that make you go, whoo. And Jalen Waddle, Waddle, Tyreek Hill, who, who hurt his ankle against the Tennessee Titans with a, with a nasty uh, hip, kind of like almost like the hip drop tackle. Man, he's practiced all week, and, and even an 80% Tyreek Hill is probably faster than most people. Uh, you you kind of just knew that he was going to try his best to get back for the Cowboys. Most people do. Most people want to have an opportunity to play against the Cowboys. And then you look at the backfield. Raheem Moster, 20 offensive touchdowns this year for Raheem Moster. Uh, A-Chain, the rookie, he is, he is lightning in a bottle. You blink, he's gone. He is just... Insane. And then you have the mad scientist, Mike McDaniels. Mike McDaniels, his tree comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree. And you can see a lot of what he does looks like what they do in San Francisco. When Kyle Shanahan, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, when, uh, 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 yes, Kyle Shanahan, when Mike McDaniels was under Kyle Shanahan, he was the run game coordinator. So a lot of the runs that you've seen over time in San Francisco comes from the mind of Mike McDaniels. All of it comes from the grandfather of it all in uh, Mike Shanahan, who was the longtime Super Bowl winning coach for the Denver Broncos. Talk about the zone running scheme. That was Mike Shanahan. He and the Denver Broncos and Terrell Davis and company and John Elway, they really, really, really had that zone blocking scheme down to a science. So they've taken with the grandfather, uh, the daddy, the grandfather of them all, uh, Mike Shanahan, what he did in the running game, and they've kind of taken that and 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 they've added like uh, uh, what is the stuff that they put in those cars when they go fast? The NOS, the nitrous oxide. They've they've put steroids on it, and now they put steroids on it, and they've put guys with ex- extreme speed. You see what Kyle Shanahan does in. San Francisco with Christian McCaffrey and Debo and others, and now you're seeing what Mike McDaniels is doing in Miami. And this is the type of game, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, that you know you hear about this a lot in boxing. It says styles make fights. And this is one of those games where what Miami does stylistically doesn't bode well for what the Cowboys do schematically. Defensively, the Cowboys, they want to play single high safety, man-to-man coverage, 
all across the field. Trust their corners back. Trust their corners, and I get it. Deron Bland, five pick sixes, uh, seven or eight interceptions on the season. Stephon Gilmore, gritty, grizzled old vet, former defensive player of the year when he was with New England. I think they'll get Malik Hooker back this week, so that'll, that'll, that'll free up J. Ron Kirst to move around some and Donovan Wilson to move around some. But the speed is something that you don't want to spend a lot of what the Cowboys do, man defense. That speed is so unreal. It is so indescribable. And for what the Cowboys do defensively, their style is to get after the quarterback. Well, in addition to what the Miami Dolphins can do in the air with that speed, they also have just that amount of speed in the backfield with A-Chain and, A-chain and, and Moster. And they want to get the ball on the edges. Well, what do the Cowboys historically do not do well? We know that stopping the run is one thing, but where? Last week, the Buffalo Bills had over 100 yards rushing the ball on the edges. That means to the outside of the tackle. Well, who does that best in the National Football League? Miami. Um, And not only does Miami do that well, they do the motion. Motion, motion, motion. They are the number one football team in the National Football League when it comes to motioning pre-snap. And they don't just motion once. They motion twice. They'll motion three times. They'll shift. They'll do all the things that you have to do pre-snap to get you confused. Another thing, the Cowboys defensively just aren't that. They don't communicate well. And I can see that being, that's where they mix you up. When you you can't communicate it as fast as they move and then the ball is snapped, now guys are running free. Now you're a step or two behind. And and that can get really, really ugly for you. The one area where I do believe that the Cowboys have an advantage, and this may play even more or play even a bigger dividend in this game is because I don't know how many offensive linemen will Miami have. They're original starters. They may be down three or four offensive linemen from their original starters. If that's the case, the thing that the Cowboys do absolutely better than anyone else in the entire National Football League, pressure the quarterback. No one gets more pressures on the quarterback than the Dallas football, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. They get after the quarterback. And if they plan on winning this football game, Micah Parsons, whether he's on the ball or off the ball, whether he's in his feelings or angry, he and company are going to have to get after Tua. They're going to have to hurry him. They're going to have to, uh, to make him speed up his timing. They're going to have to make him feel uncomfortable. And when the opportunity presents itself, they're going to have to put him on the ground violently. Now, I, I don't want Tua to have a concussion. I don't want Tua to be uh, you know, injured in the sense of anything dirty, but I understand what comes with the game. Uh, but Tua, unlike Josh Allen, he doesn't want to be hit. In fact, he don't want no smoke. He wants not, He wants to get out of bounds. He wants to get down, and rightfully so. He wants to stay in. He he wants to be functioning, a human functioning, uh, a human uh, a human being functioning clearly. Too many more hits to the head for him, and that could be bad. So for the Cowboys, they have to devise a plan. 
They can't be light in the box. They have to. They have to make their mind up. And this is what. This is where coaches like Dan Quinn. This is where you make your hey man. It's one thing, you know, to say hey we're gonna do our thing or whatever, whatever, whatever. But when it comes time for you to adjust to a, a to a circumstance, or to 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 a a a disability that you may have. You, you kind of really make your name in this league when you're able to make the proper adjustments. And for Dan Quinn, I believe that you can't. You can't say to yourself that we're going to play this team man-to-man like we do everybody else. I just think that's foolish for what they're able to do with that speed. And I know you can probably say, well, we've been doing this this, year, this way all year long. Well, you shouldn't do it this game. And that's what makes being a professional a professional. Being able to adjust and move things. Now, I'm not saying that you can't play some of it, but you got to give yourself the opportunity to at least compete. Don't, don't, don't give up the ghost early on. You got to show them some too high. You got to show them some shell coverage. That, that man-to-man stuff that you do single high, I, I just don't think Deron Bland, I don't, I don't think Jordan Lewis, I don't think Stephon Gilmore, they can't run with these dudes. It's tough. And then the guys up front, you have to be willing and committed. 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 Let me say that again. Committed to stopping the run. You have to be willing to do your job to the max every single play. That's how you beat this football team defensively. So you can't decide to do it on first down and not do it on second down because they have the type of speed that if you give them a crease, what Mike McDaniels wants to do is to create these angles. He wants to create, I call, angle advantages. It doesn't necessarily mean that I have to get the block. It just means that I have to create an angle where I can outrun you because they have the dogs to do so. Offensively, Vic Fangio, if you remember that name, he was in the uh, the, uh, the Broncos in Denver. And after the Denver Broncos pretty pretty beat up on the Cowboys pretty good, Vic Fangio came out and he famously said, yeah, we don't play them like everybody else. We got the blueprint. And Dak, and his spicy self this season, came back and said, who said that? And he said, well, that's what Vic Fangio said. He said he might have had the blueprint for the 2021 team, but not for this team. Now, that, now that's a statement that I like. It's either going to age like 2% white milk or it's going to flourish and be the leading conversation piece postgame. Because if he comes out and he, and he whips that football all around the yard, and they, they can make T-shirts. Who got the blueprint? Blueprint must have been a journal that his grandkids did. I don't know. Only blueprint I, only the only blueprint we honor or the only blueprint we acknowledge is the Jay-Z album. I don't know what he's going to say. But it, uh, you can have a lot of twists and turns on that. But if it doesn't go well, oh, that's going to be a meme. That's going to be a meme for your tail. Come Sunday evening. 
If Vic Vangio finds a way to go out there and confuse Dak Prescott and he's playing erratic and throwing interceptions and doesn't look like he's in, in control like he's looked for most of this season, oh, that, com- that comment comes back. And they go, what blueprint? And they go, that one. So it can go both ways. And I, I, I'm not mad at the comment. I love confident, spicy Dak. I love the fact that you said this ain't, this ain't that and that ain't this. We are not the same football team that you beat up on in 2021. We're different. I'm different. I'm different. So that blueprint might not work for this team. We will find out. But this is one of those games where I think offensively for the Cowboys, you got to do two things really well. Three things really well. I think that you have to run the football really, really well. Now, they're not going to give you much up the middle. But they, just like us, they will give you opportunities on the edge. I love to see some uh, Terrence Steele pulling, some Tyler Smith pulling. Get those big boys out on the edges and let Tony Pollard and company run behind them. I, I think that's a plan that must be that must be implemented. And I say that because the next thing I'm, I'm going to say is you got to convert third downs. If you're consistently three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out, that offense will beat you. The Miami offense. You gotta convert third downs. You gotta run the football, get in front, get ahead of the sticks. You gotta convert third downs. And I think you have to control the time of possession. The Cowboys' best defense is their offense. If you can keep Miami's high-powered offense on the sideline, out of rhythm, out of sync, out of sorts, and you're putting together eight, nine, ten play drives that are eating up four or five of actual game time clock, six, seven minutes, that six minutes of actual game time is in reality darn near somewhere around 15 minutes that an offense is sitting on the sideline. When you add in commercials and timeouts and in between the plays, that six-minute drive, seven-minute drive, that 10-play drive equates to that offense being on the sideline for 10, 12, 15 minutes. You get cold. You don't have a rhythm. You don't have a good lather. And even the play caller. Play callers like to get in rhythm. I want to have extended drives. I want to see some things. I want to be able to call plays that I know are going to set other plays up. But if I get to a point where I'm not able to do that, then sometimes even the play caller and the players begin to press. And that's when mistakes happen. Because when they don't get many opportunities, they want to take home run shots that haven't been set up. So if I haven't set up the home run shot where I've thrown the ball over the middle of the field, over the middle of the field, over the middle of the field for completions, then that safety just sits back there high. But if I completed that ball to that tight end or receiver over the middle or in space that I know that safety of is going to bite up, now when I run that route, he goes, man, they got me the last three times. He jumps up, and that's when you hit him over the top. See, that setting plays up. But if you're on the sideline because the Cowboys have had extended drives, you don't get a chance to allow the rhythm of the play setup. So you begin to press. The quarterback presses. The receiver presses. Now everybody wants to go out there and hit a home run. And that offense, you can call that offense the Barry Bonds offense, the Sammy Sosa offense, the Mark McGuire offense, the the Aaron Judge offense, because everyone is a home run hitter. 
Waddle, Hill, Moster, Achen. They are they are the Louisville Sluggers. Because every play could be a home run with those jokers in that speed. And this is, I mean, it, now, if Dak goes out there and he's 375 yards and three touchdowns, and I'm all for that. I don't know if that's going to happen the way that this team plays defense. And the Cowboys have not been as high-powered as you like them to be on the road. So that's going to be a concern. This is just one of those matchups where you look at it all around and you say to yourself that this style, this style of what Miami is offensively and defensively is counterproductive to what the Cowboys do. It creates a style that is concerning. It does. It creates a style that's concerning for the Cowboys. And uh, But that's why they play the games. And if you're going to find yourself in a situation where you win this game, you got to go out there and just be a dog. Micah, go be a dog. Tank, go be a dog. Dak, go be a dog. CD, go be a dog. You have to go out there at times, will yourself to victory. By 10, by 20, by 1. You got to figure it out. Now, the good thing is, glass has glass half full. If the Cowboys happen to lose this game, it means nothing. Because what you have to happen is if the Cowboys lose this game, let me take that back. If the Eagles, sorry, if the Cowboys win this game and the Eagles win out, the Eagles are your division winners. Even if the Cowboys lose this game, and somehow, some way, the New York football giants, who have two times to play the Eagles, and or the Arizona Cardinals beat the Eagles, the Cowboys will win the division because of strength of opponents. Don't ask me how. I went to a public high school and a public university. I'm not that smart. But this game, I think, is a game that the Cowboys want to win. I don't necessarily they need to win. They want to win this game to know that they can beat an opponent on the road, to know that they can beat an opponent with a really good offense and a, and a coach that has a style that has historically confused them. And winning feels good, ladies and gentlemen. Whether you need it or you don't need it for the records or the seating, damn it, winnings feel good. You don't go through all this off-season work, training camp. You don't sit in the hot tub, cold tub, get get scraped, get acupuncture, get uh, all, you don't go through all. You don't go through the 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 the, the fight, the bumps, the bruises. You don't go through the the. The shots before the game, you don't go through the hurt that you go through throughout the season. You don't sacrifice the time away from your family to lose. So whether the Cowboys need this game or not, wanting to win this game feels good. For your mentals and your dentals. 
understanding and believing that I can go on the road because the Cowboys, again, will most likely have to go on the road. That I can go on the road and I believe in me and us that we can go on the road and win a football game. But we shall see. I'll give you my prediction of what I think this game uh, will be, but it'll be an interesting one. It will be an interesting one, and I look forward to seeing it. See if we'll have Micah off the ball a little bit. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? I know Micah don't want to play off the ball. I know why Micah don't want to play off the ball, but that's a, that's a conversation for another day. I know why. I know why. He don't want that smoke. Not that I'm saying he don't want to tackle nobody. It's a lot of responsibility playing off that football. See, if you're on the edge, you can just get I can go forward. But, I, but I, I, I won't be a hypocrite. I've long, 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 long said, and I'll continue to say this, any play that Micah Parsons isn't going towards the quarterback, to me, Jesse Holly, is a wasted play. That's just me. It's a wasted rep for Micah Parsons. If he's not going to get the quarterback or headed that way, it is a wasted rep for Micah Parsons in my humble Opinion. So, I get it. All right, man, let's get into these NFL scores. Go around the sports world. I give you my picks for the week. We already had uh, Thursday night football happen. Let me tell you this, ladies and gentlemen. The Saints lose to the Rams 30-22. to Rams dangerous team. I'm glad the Cowboys got the Rams out the way earlier this year. Rams dangerous team, man. I'm just saying, Rams are going to be a tough, 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 tough out with ever and whoever they play if they get into the playoffs. Telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, if I believe the children are our future. No, I believe if there is anyone, and you guys know where I stand about the 49ers, if there's anyone who can give the 49ers a little bit of smoke, Styles make fights. I'm telling y'all, Styles make fights. The Rams. It's the Rams. You heard it here first. Maybe you didn't hear it here first, but I'm saying it. If there's anybody who can give the Niners a little bit of run for their money, it's McVay, it's Matt Stafford, and I'm just saying, I'm just Saying, quick little fun fact: Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford was the quarterback when uh, he was the quarterback in Detroit when Megatron uh, had the record of nineteen forty-seven. Uh, that one year, he was also uh, the quarterback for who Cooper Cup when he won the Triple Crown, and he's going to be the quarterback for Puka Nakua, who will most likely needs one hundred and forty-seven yards to break the all-time rookie receiving record in the National Football League. If you're a receiver, you want to be around Matthew Stafford. All right, let's go. Bengals, Steelers, a lot's happening in Pittsburgh right now. Ryan Clark, who is a former Pittsburgh Steeler, who is a lover and fan, well, let me take that back, who is a fan and has mad love for Coach Mike Tomlin, I do too. He said, that Mike Tomlin should take his talents to South Beach. Not literally South Beach, but should take his talents elsewhere. He thinks Mike Tomlin, he said, like Andy Reid, when he left Philadelphia, it wasn't that he couldn't coach anymore. It was just that his time had run out there. Pretty interesting. 
because it's starting to feel like things aren't going the way that they need to go in Steeler land. They take on the Bengals division game, right? Division game in Pittsburgh, PA. But I think the Steelers respond. I think Mike T rallies the troops. I think he is one of the greatest leaders that we've seen in the National Football League. I think he gets the, the Steelers together and they take on Browning and the Cincinnati Bengals and win. Give me the Steelers over the Bengals in Pittsburgh. Bills, Chargers. I unpacked the Bills. I unpacked them. Now, Bills, don't you make me a liar. I unpacked you, but like my grandmother used to tell me, she didn't bring me in this world. She brought my mother who brought me in this world, but she would always say, I brought your mother that brought you in the world, and I'll take you out. So, Bills, I unpacked you, but if you go out here to California and you lose to the Chargers, I will unpack you. I mean, I will pack you back up. Give me the Bills over the Chargers in California. Colts, Falcons, Minshew Mania, give me Gardner Minshew beating the Atlanta Falcons. They're going to fire my friend. They're going to fire my former teammate. I know they are. Arthur Smith was my former teammate at UNC. Uh, they're going to fire him. Anytime the ownership starts giving you this resounding support, like I never want, if I'm a coach, I never want the ownership to go, boy, we stand behind him. Boy, we support him like you've never seen before. That is the death kiss. When they start saying that publicly, well, we support them. We stand behind them. Boy, they are changing your address as they speak. HR has written up your your letter of, 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 of eviction and uh, of termination. Give me the Colts over the Falcons in Atlanta. Seahawks, Titans. Geno Smith might come back. Geno Smith might not be back. They may say, we're going to keep rolling with Drew Locke. I like Drew Locke. Drew Locke, he talked that talk. I like Drew Locke. He got a little soul to him. He might be invited to the cookout. I know y'all be like, y'all just can't invite anybody with a little soul because they know a little Jeezy rap to the cookout. I like him. I like him. Even though they cost me a steak dinner. Even though they cost me a steak dinner. Give me the Seahawks over the Titans in Tennessee. Lions, Vikings. I'm I'm still riding. I'm riding for you, MCDC. This is gonna be a, it's gonna be a lot of road victories this week. Give me the Lions headed up to Green, sorry, Green Bay to Minnesota to beat the Vikings, Commanders, Jets. Ill, 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 ill. But I'm gonna go with my boy Sam Howell. Go Tar Heels. Give me the Commanders over the Jets in New Jersey. Packers, Panthers. Another ill, ill. Bryce Young and company, y'all terrible. So Packers over the Panthers in Charlotte. Browns, Texans, C.J. Stroud ruled out again. Did not make it out of concussion protocol. My boy hurt. My boy down bad. Down bad. You don't have a quarterback, you don't win. Joe Flacco has resurrected from the dead. I don't know if he believes in Jesus, but Jesus' birthday is coming on Monday. Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, and he has raised Joe Flacco from the dead. Joe Flacco and that tenacious Browns defense take out the Texans in Houston this weekend. The Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Bucks. I saw a really interesting stat, and it's funny how one person gets love and the other person gets hate. Trevor Lawrence, 
for all of who he was supposed to be in this league. He was supposed to be sunshine. He was supposed to be the next thing to take this league by storm. He was supposed to be the chosen one. And he had some moments where he took his team and, 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 and really, but it's, that curl ain't always quite curled all the way over. I saw a stat that makes that, that was crazy. He, Trevor Lawrence, and Danny Dimes have some of the same similar numbers when you, when you look at the number of games that they played in their career. Damn, it looks identical. Damn near looks identical. And we are ready to kick Danny Dimes in the nuts. We are ready to pack Danny Dimes up. Y'all want to give Tommy DeVito the y'all want to give Tommy DeVito the Statue of Liberty. Y'all want to re-gift, y'all want to re-gift the greatest Christmas gift, the largest Christmas gift ever given. Y'all want to re-gift the Statue of Liberty and give it to Tommy DeVito. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, all right, let me know. Uh, Jags, Bucks, Tampa, Florida. Give me. I don't even like Baker Mayfield, but give me the Bucks over the Jags and Tampa Bay. Cardinals, Bears. Another ill game. I've already packed Justin Fields and the Bears up, so I will continue to do so. The Cardinals, who are playing the sneaky game, they're playing the sneaky game of hey, we want to compete. Hey, we want to go out here and do well. But boy, we don't want to go too far in that draft. We don't want to start winning games in that draft. We start moving out of that top. So I still take the Cardinals um, winning over the Bears in Chicago. Probably going to be cold. I hope Kyler brought his coat. Um, game of the week, Dallas Cowboys take on the Miami Dolphins. I know I got my Cowboys hat on today. It's going to be 76 degrees. <sighs> Sorry, Cowboys. Uh, this is a style of fight that you don't fight well in. You just don't. And I know, I know, I know. I know. You don't lose two games in a row. You're locked in your focus. Um, Miami's offensive line is banged up. If they can get after Tua, it'll make it very, very, very interesting. But I got the Miami Dolphins beating the Dallas Cowboys. Sorry. I just feel like this fight is a style that y'all is not really to fight in. Patriots, Broncos, give me the Broncos over the Patriots and Sunday Night Football. And then Monday Night Football, the Raiders. This is going to be fun, y'all. I'm here. I'm here is what you hear Patrick Mahomes yell to Max Crosby. I'm here. They don't like each other. Patrick Mahomes does not like Max Crosby. Max Crosby does not like Patrick Mahomes. And when you hear that meme of, of that, like, Kermit the Frog verse, I'm here, I'm here. That's Patrick Mahomes yelling at Max Crosby on the field. Interesting game. That's a noon game, Christmas Day. Ho, ho, ho. Give me the Chiefs over the Raiders in Kansas City. Then you got <sighs> Giants, Eagles. All right, now. I, I get it. Tommy DeVito. Congratulations. You come from nowhere, from the land of obscurity. You're from Jersey, though. Shout out to you. And you make this, you make it on the scene. 
and you win three games in a row. And now the Tommy DeVito craze has happened. This is what I love about New York. New York sports are so bad. They will cling on. To, remember Lynn Sanity? Like, Lynn Sanity was a thing. And Lynn Sanity was like, he's the next Yao Ming Hu is Lynn Sanity. Then he fizzled out. He had a good run. Lynn Sanity had a big run, man. He had, he had the garden. He had New York City lit. Now Tommy Cutlet is doing the same thing. Lost last week, but prior to that, three wins in a row. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to the DeVito family. I'm sorry to all my fellow Italians. Your boy's run is up. I'm not packing them up. But I'm calling the spade a spade. But what he's done, honorable, admirable, had a little situation at the deli. Agent went a little bit rogue, said, hey, we promised you, we, we agreed on 10. Agent said, I want 20 now. It was 10 when he was a backup, and he won one game. It's 20 now that he won three games in a row. Well, he made it right. He went over there, and it, it, they had the publicity. It was all over the news and the papers in New York City. Darren Ravel said it was like a $1.9 million uh, media evaluation. So maybe he should have got the 20000 Maybe his agent was right. Agent was like, ah, listen to me. Let you do the football. Let me do the marketing stuff. Eagles take out the Giants and Tommy DeVito. And then the game of the night. Ooh, the game of the night. Santa is gone. The Christmas gifts are open. Get your eggnog. If you put a little sippy sip in the eggnog, get that ready. Just to let y'all know, just a little heads up. If y'all going to go to the liquor store to get y'all liquor, I'm not a liquor drinker. I don't advertise liquor. But if you're going to get it, remember, Christmas is on Monday. That means Christmas Eve is on Sunday. The LQ ain't open on Sunday. And it ain't open on Monday. Same thing applies for New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. So if you're going to get your spirits, your wines and spirits, you better get them when you, after you finish watching this. Put me in your ear. Go to the liquor store. Get what you got to get. Come on back to the crib. Because you can't go Sunday and you can't go Monday. All right. So if you're spiking your eggnog, this is the game that you want to spike your eggnog and watch. The Ravens and the Niners. This is a preview of what you're probably going to see in the Super Bowl. And even some Ravens feel a little bit disrespected. Kyle Hamilton. Kyle Hamilton. He said, I feel a little disrespected. He's like, yo. We the underdogs? Like Vegas, This we the underdogs? And I'm like, Kyle, my boy, I don't know what planet you've been living on. I know y'all 11-3, Niners 11-3. Y'all ain't better than the Niners. Ain't no football team in this National Football League better than them boys in Santa Clara. So I don't know why you feel disrespected by the Lions in Vegas that you are an underdog. One, you're going on the road. You're always going to be on a good team on the road. You're going to be a three-point underdog. Secondly, this team is good. This team is damn good. And you're getting ready to see firsthand that you don't really want that smoke with that offense. Kyle, you're going to have to be back there. You got the leg brace on and everything like that. I don't know if you, I don't know if you if you physically able to move like you need to be moving and talking that, like talking like that. Marlon Humphreys, he even had a little smoke to say. He joked about it, but like, I don't respect none of them. Then he goes, well, they do got some dogs in that defense. And he started naming all like Debo and Giddles. He was like, man, they probably have the most all pros on their whole team. Yeah, you think? You think? You think? And I like Action Jackson. I do. 
But boy, they about to get after that. Boy, they about to get after that tail. Give me the Niners by a million. I ain't even playing. Give me the Niners by a million. This won't even be a game. This won't be a game. This will not be a game. That's why I'm saying spike your eggnog. Because you'll need to be drunk. You'll need to be a little bit buzzed when you watch this game. It's going to start off all peachy creamy. And then you're going to see Purdy, Caffrey, Ayuk. Who, by the way, another thousand yard season for Brandon Ayuk. Debo and company go to work. Give me the Niners by a million. And that's my... Uh, my, my, my picks from around the league. Head over to baseball. Woo! Magic. Who I don't know who else owned, but I know Magic. Magic. Holy moly, guacamole. And I love this. Let me say this before, before people call me racist or people call me. Is, is, is Yamamoto and, and, and Shohei from the same place? Yeah. Oh, they from, where they from? Japan. Japan. Are they both from Japan? All right, I can say this then. Mark Walters. The more, okay. Boy, they are cutting checks in L.A. The Dodgers cut another check today. Or last night or whenever the hell they cut it. They signed Yamamoto, the Japanese sensation pitcher. 12 years, $125 million, Oh, 300, excuse me. $325 million. Breaking the record. Of pitcher uh, breaking the record for highest paid pitchers in major league history. Garrett Cole had less years, had nine years, $324 million. So Garrett Cole gets a bigger average per year, but overall, the number overall, 325 is what Yamamoto got to sign with the Dodgers. Ask me, this is a this is this is a this is one of those rhetorical questions that I already know the answer to. But ask me, for those of you who don't know who Yamamoto is, it's because ask me. How many pitches have Yamamoto thrown to or in an MLB game? Don't worry, I'll wait. Don't worry, the number is less than one. He has never thrown a pitch in a major league baseball game ever. The Dodgers just gave a little bit more than a quarter of a billion dollars to a dude, a pitcher, that has never thrown a major league pitch in his existence. I don't know if that's blind faith. That's walking. You want walking without faith? You want stepping off the boat, walking on water? You want spitting in mud, putting on a blind man's eyes and now he can see? You want touch the hem of his garment and things change? The Dodgers believe in that. The Dodgers believe in that there's a higher power, and I'm going to say Jesus. The Dodgers believe in Jesus Christ. Because there's no way in the world that you can give up 325 M's to a dude who has never, ever pitched in the major league. Somebody, what's his name? Walter, what's the, guy, the, the owner's name? Mark Walter. Mark Walter? Walton or Walter? Walter. Walter? You a disciple. You, you, you walk with Jesus. Oh, you walk with Jesus, bro. <laughs> you, 
You walked with the Lord. Yes, you did. Yeah, you was in the boat. You was in the boat. You were saying, how is this man sleeping and these winds are raging? And all? You was with Meshach, Meshach and the bad Bendigo in the furnace. Yeah, you had to be. You had to be. You was in the furnace and you saw the Lord work miracles because you gave that man $325 million. You ain't never seen a pitch one game in the major leagues. But what I love about this is his boy looked out. His boy looked out. Shohei said, yo, defer mine. I'm going to get mine later. I'm going to get mine down the road. Don't worry about that. I'm going to get mine down the road. Sign my boy, though. Everybody eats B. Ooh, pay the fool. Everybody eats B. Shohei said, nah, bro. Oh, oh, oh. Defer mine. Give me $2 million a year. I'm, I'm going to get these endorsements. I'm going to get $50 million in endorsements. Defer mine. My boy, though, hit him up front. Shohei said everybody eats B, and now the Dodgers have a, just about over a billion dollars in total contracts between Freddie Freeman. Just them two. Yeah, well, you think about it. Hell, just the boys from Japan. <laughs> <laughs> when they say coming to America, oh, that's just the boys from Africa. Just the boys from Japan. They got a billion in the joint boys from Japan. <sighs> Japan eating. You know you got to pay Japan over there. You got to, Japan don't let you just come over here. Japan like, yo, you pay us, the government, then you pay him. Japan eats. They like this. Nah, you ain't just taking our prospect over in America, not giving us nothing. Nah, uh-uh. Damn. I will say this. The Dodgers, it is an epic failure. If you pay all this money and have all this talent, Mookie Betts, if you have Freddie Freeman, I mean, you have three unanimous, you have three, I should say unanimous, but you have three MVPs on your roster right now. Freddie, Mookie, and Shohei. Three of the best and talented players in all of baseball. If you somehow, some way, don't have a dynasty if you don't win at least two championships in the next seven years, boy, what a failure. And I don't care what the numbers say. Because you can't, here's what you can't sell me on. You can't sell me on the fact that, oh, but we have these players and we're going to be the face of baseball. Blah, blah, blah. Baseball doesn't advertise you guys good enough. Remember, <laughs> Shohei was at the Monday Night Football game, right, against the Rams. They're, they they parade and Shohei around like, like Shohei just got here from Japan. Shohei been in L.A. for six years. They ain't show him on TV at the Rams game. They got jerseys. He's in a suite. Folks coming up, too. He been in L.A. already. Remember, he was down, was it I-9, I-10? He was down to I-5. I don't know what the highway is. He was down with the Angels. Oh, by the way, he was if the Angels were probably the most skilled baseball player in baseball history, Mike Trout. And he didn't get that kind of love. So don't tell me, oh, that all these guys together, baseball doesn't do a good enough job with promoting their stars, with making their game more recognizable with the, with the, with the casual fan. So if you're not winning championships, Dodgers, it's a failure. It is a failure. Because you can't tell me that, oh, we're, we're in the L.A. market. Yeah, Shohei was in L.A. He was in L.A. Mike Trout was, Mike Trout was in L.A. We don't know him. We know him. 
But we don't know. We don't know, no. Mike Trout, if Mike Trout came to Dallas right now, walked in the Galleria Mall, he can go in and out of stores, and probably most people won't recognize him. I firmly believe that. Bron James can't. Steph Curry can't. Dak Prescott can't. CeeDee Lamb can't. There's a bunch of guys who can't do that because their leagues promote them. They're the faces. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, two out in these last two in the NBA, the Pistons. You bad like the water in Detroit, in Michigan. You're just bad. Bad drafting, bad players, bad development. And they gave Monty Williams the bag. So he ain't going nowhere. 25 in a row. They're going to break the record. The record was 28 by the process 76ers. Remember that? Trust the process. I don't know what what are they saying in Detroit? Do they have a, do they have something in Detroit? What are they saying? Who's the prospect that's coming down the, the pipe that they can get they can get in the league? I don't know, but Detroit, you bad. You better go over there and see if you can't do a master class with Dan Campbell and figure out how to turn this thing around. Detroit is bad. John Moran is back. But 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 John Moran is back, and you know what? Here's what the league hates. The league hates the fact that the matter is that John Morant and Anthony Edwards are most likely going to be the face of the NBA. When Steph goes and LeBron goes, those two young stars, one, (laughs) those two young stars, one likes to pull out, the other one don't like to pull out. You got two, you got you got two stars. One ain't pulling out, the other one always pulling out. <laughs> and those two young stars. Uh, I'm just saying. But they're gonna be the face of the NBA. John Morant is electric. He is. He is box office. The first game he comes back, drops 30 and a game winner. That's what dreams are made of. The NBA can't ignore that. <laughs> They have, to, they have to put that out there. As much as they don't want to be burned again by John Morant pulling out the blicky, they look up and they go, we got to put that on TV. He's box office. As much as they don't want to be burned by Anthony Anderson not pulling out, Anthony Edwards, excuse me, not pulling out the blicky, his blicky, his team's number one. His team has the best record in the NBA. You gotta put that on TV. You gotta put some marketing dollars behind that. These two young dogs are the face, or or they're not the they they will be the face of the NBA. And there's really nothing the NBA can do. You might try to add a little Chet Holmgren in there, try to add a little Wimby in there, but they ain't winning. They not they not box office enough. These two young dudes, blicky in and blicky out. They are the stars of the NBA. They are the future of the NBA. And they both can play. And the NBA is handcuffed because they are so electric. 
they have no choice but to put them on the marquee, the Christmas games, the primetime games, the TNT, the NHB. They have no choice. They're that good. And if you don't put that product out there, which I don't think the NBA will do, I think they're smarter than that, you have to just hope and pray. Y'all better get with Walters in, uh, in L.A. and go to church <laughs> and pray. Because that's a praying man. That man gave $325 million to a dude who ain't never played in this league before. Y'all better get with Walters and go to church. Adam, get with Walters. Go to Sunday service. Pray up. Your hope and prayers is in those two dudes, John Morant, Anthony Edwards. Those dudes are the face of the NBA. And they both make some questionable decisions, absolutely. But make no mistake about it, box office superstars. Got to deal with it. Y'all better pray. All right, man, that's it for me. I'm out of here. I want to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Spend some time with your family. I'm a part of your family, so spend some time with me. Like, subscribe, hit the notification button, like all the comments, share it in the group chat, share it in the family chat. Wrap unfiltered with Jesse Holly up, pack me up, and put me in a stocking stuffer. Stuck in stuff, stu stocking stuffer. Put me in the gift. Put a bow on unfiltered. Put me under the tree. Alright? Put me in a car with a little cash. Give me off to some people. Let them know about me. We outside. We outside, even on the holidays. We outside. I appreciate you all, man. Thank you guys so much. And remember, I just want you to win, baby. That's it. That's it, man. Like, like, like Al Davis used to say back in the day, win, baby, win. That's what I want for you. You deserve that. You worked hard enough for it. It's time to pay dividends. Win, baby, win. I'm out of here, man. Remember, never let anyone tell you that their life is better than yours because it is your life, especially that winning life. Eliminate the contingencies. I'm out!